You are the foundation of your family. You are the firm footing they build their lives on. You carry a glorious burden and you never dream of laying it down. You carry it with joy and gratitude. You show up even when you don't feel like it. You lead, serve, love, and protect. You are a father. This is the Dad Work Podcast, where men are forged into elite husbands and fathers by learning what it takes to become harder to kill, easier to love, and equipped to lead. Get ready to start building the only legacy that truly matters, your family. I've navigated how to deal with conflict on this podcast <laughs> as it's taken us five recording takes to even get started. So here Hi, we go. Welcome to the Dad Work <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, we're throwing um, verbal right hooks here. No, I'm just kidding. We're obviously um, just looking at each other with hard eyes now. So anyway, here Giggling we go. Giggling and getting nothing done. <laughs> with a baby sleeping on the floor. Oh, she's maybe waking up. If you hear baby crying in the background, uh, lucky you, that is a newborn. So it's awesome. It's real life. Yeah, it's real life. Anyway, we're here for another episode with my wife. We did one a few months ago, and we're going to ask her some more questions you guys asked. So uh, we'll probably just get into it. And um, if there's anything that we veer off and want to talk about after, then let's do that. So the first one that we got was how long until you trusted that the changes I was making were there to stay, keeping in mind that it took me like literally years to figure this out. Uh, in one of our failed intros, you were talking about how it took you a long time. You used to be like mean and scary and all this, and you had to like unpack all this stuff and clean out all this stuff and exercise all your demons and get rid of all this and then become better and how it was all difficult. And that's the stuff that you teach people or share with people now how to do that. And you know, when you were saying that, I just got like so, I don't know, it made me feel so sad because that is not you anymore. And like, I remember that. I remember you being like, grumpy a-hole all the time but like i've loved you so much through all of these different stages and then like i can remember that and i can feel that but like that's so not you anymore and it's it's so cool like it's amazing that we've like that i've got to see so many different versions of you and like this is i mean this is the best one so far and if you continue to like grow and learn and do stuff um yeah, it's only going to get better. Um, how long until I trusted the changes were there to stay? Um, oh, goodness. I, I, okay, we talked about this in the last one, how you were so effective at um, hacking it down like piece by piece. So if you said like this area needs to be fixed or – I'm going to start going to the gym because I want to get more fit and this discipline is going to help me be a better person or this like the exercise is going to help, you know, um, 
help my mental health or whatever it is, you would you would do that and then you would get that thing down and then you would attack something else and get that down. So because there was the like incremental like trust and things that I could see that you were doing that you were like, I'm doing that, I'm going over there, I'm going to do this and then you would do it. Um, being able to trust that the big picture was going to happen one day was pretty easy because the small things kept happening. Because, you know, you recently talking about, like, death by a thousand cuts or whatever it is. Like, that's basically, like, the opposite of that. Like, that's how you built it up was, like, the, the, thousand, the thousand little things, the thousand little things. You tell me, yeah, you tell me, like, there's going to be a house here one day. And I don't expect there to be, a, like, a magic house appear out of nowhere. You, like, built it brick by brick. So you need to be doing, like, little things that build yourself up. And these are why we start, guys, in our programs on habits. Because they're just things that over time will build you up to see success. But a lot of guys are like, oh, i got to sort it all out right now. And, oh, I've waited, I waited so long that, like, I'm now having to do everything because she's totally checked out. But I think the small actions like that and piece by piece, like, even... In writing Instagram posts, some guy was like, oh, well, here's something that, you know, maybe you should add to this post. I'm like, bro, this is one thing at a time, like just one idea. And I think that's what we have to be good at is auditing your life, figuring out like what specific areas can you do work in and then pick one and then start doing stuff and be like, look, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it because you're important to your family. And then you just have to start doing the work. But there was a time where things like felt better for me and I knew they were different. I feel like that was when I was sort of like navigating, how do I even open myself up to love? Because I was scared of really doing that. And you've even asked me, like, do you even love us? Which is like the biggest kick in the nuts. Because I'm like, yes. And clearly I can't say that or feel it well enough for you to understand that. Um, but there was like this fear of basically being hurt if I open myself up to anyone, even my wife and kids, which is so sad. Um, but that time actually ties into one of the other questions. Um, but there was like this testing phase where I was like, Hey, you know, these years of stuff we were doing, I'm good. And like, everything's awesome. I can hold space and everything. And whether it was conscious or not, and I talked to our guys a lot about this. Uh, there was like this testing period, right? So is that something that you had to go through that was like a specific time block or what? Cause a lot of our guys, have a different trajectory than me. And that was the whole hope, right? Because they're getting results in like three months. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, everything's like totally different. And their wife's like, ah, yeah, right. So do you remember that sort of transition into like, oh, I guess this is actually real now? Yeah, I remember that. I remember like specific sort of like, not like arguments or conflicts or whatever between us, where like, it would not go the way that I would expect it to. And unfortunately, in some of those situations, I would come away with being like, oh, I'm the asshole now. Exactly. Oh, and that's exactly what I'm trying to get the guys to do. Because let me just interrupt for a second. <laughs> I tell these guys inside of our program all the time, like if you can just hold the line and if you can hold space and love and serve, even at her worst, you get to then put the onus back on her. Because here's the thing. As the man, you're the leader. You have to be the one to take action first. You have to be the one to be an elite man first before you can expect her to be an elite woman. Now, it is her responsibility to be elite. It is her responsibility to do all the things in her power to be the best wife she can. But until you do the work, drop your expectations. You're not going to be able to expect that from her anyway. Now, 
What happens when you do show up? What happens when you legitimately are putting all the work in, doing all the right things, and then the problems that she can so easily say, oh, well, you didn't do this, so see, it's your problem. She's always able to blame things because you screw up so much. When you stop screwing up and you actually show up as a mature masculine leader, she's going to be like, well, those problems are mine. Oh, no. And she's going to be like faced with this pain or hurt or realization that she also has work to do. And you can imagine if it's been like not something she's had to see for a long time, that's going to hurt. And she's probably going to like lash out. So anyway, back to your realization of this. So I have a few things on that. One being, thankfully, like I was starting to like exercise my own demons and clear out my own. And why were you doing that? Okay. So, Why were you doing the work? Because I wanted to bring it to you a lot, and that was not always the way to do it. But, like, was my doing it helpful for you doing it? Yeah. So, um, partly because, like, y- you were finding resources and you were finding ways of doing these things, which I would not have known about um, or necessarily gone looking for myself because I think, like, a big part for me was that like like a lot of people can like be in pain and have no idea that that's not a way to live and it's only until the pain goes away that they realize that they were in pain at all so when you started to clear out stuff and then you were bringing like these resources to me then i went like oh this is a thing that i could do as well um and actually we're like pretty miserable and super messed up (laughs) And there's a way to get out of it. Um, But I I didn't know that until things started getting better that there was there was something that could have been fixed at all. So the thing about like the am I the asshole thing, right? One thing about that or a couple of things about that is that in all of this, like you were saying, hold the line, do the thing, show up. And then eventually when you've got your side clear she can see where her issues are. You did not use your position of sort of your peeled position or your better communicator, anything like that, to turn around and be like, look, I've got all my shit sorted out. You're the asshole now. You know, like there was never anything like that. It was never like, look how good I am now. Like, I know I used to be an asshole, but like, guess what? You're the asshole now. How does it feel? You know, (laughs) there's like none of that because the goal ultimately was to repair the self and then repair the marriage. Um, And I mean, like, that's like the... Stop it. You're making kissy faces (laughs) at me. Um, so when you like go into it with that goal in mind, that changes everything too. If you can shed the, like a feeling like you have to like get back at them for whatever they've done, because if you're, if if you've both got your issues and you're, but that really distracted me. I don't know what I'm saying now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you were talking about, you know, you having been faced with the realization that some of these problems were yours and you started doing your work. Um, but like there's I think we're still on some tangent of how long until you trusted me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, I don't know, three or four things in there. But um like I think the specific point 
when I was like, things are fine now. I'm good. I can handle this instead of screaming at you. And you're like subconsciously like, can you? Do you want to see how cra- how I was going to say how crazy I can get? That's how it felt for me. Um, but it was like, can- <laughs> do you want to see how confrontational I can get to really prove that you've done the work? And it seemed to me like it got worse before it got better. And that really pissed me off. And it like surprised me. But you just I just kept going through that. And so in this, you're like, oh, there's my problems. Okay, I can actually trust him here. I've- oh, the other thing I thought yeah, about that is the reason why I think it gets worse is because um, not only is there there's like this testing phase that needs to happen there, but uh, you, um, for me, it was suddenly like this huge fear because um, you were like further along in your um, in your like healing and and uh, like you were further along in that and and doing things so much better and you weren't doing things the way that you used to do them. And yeah, it was really good. But one, um, I hadn't figured out my stuff yet. And so then I started to have this like, well, I'm not good enough anymore. And you're just going to like sail off into the sunset with your like perfect communication and your supportiveness and your holding space <laughs> and uh, so all that like some stuff. some fear of abandonment because yeah. I was suddenly like leveling up? Because you had leveled up so hard and you'd like transformed so hard and become so good. And I didn't know how to do any of those things yet or like some of them or whatever it was. I mean, I, well, I'm not completely useless here. Um, <laughs> You know, like, so in instances where, like, I didn't know how to do whatever it was that you were doing, I was like, oh, no, I have to learn how to do this. But, like, I'm actually, like, having this conflict right now, and I'm screaming at you, and I need to figure out how to do this. And maybe if I scream at you, it will be worse than it was before because you're not screaming at me now, and, like, I'm not good enough anymore, and you're going to just, like, be so good that you don't – that you're – like, you're done, you know? So there is, like, that fear – that could be coming up for people as well. Yeah, I think there's like a big, the the lesson here is not necessarily that it's going to be fear of abandonment, but the lesson here, I think, is that for her, you have to expect that it's going to be difficult for all of this to be going down because it's so different. You are changing her reality by changing yourself because you are such a huge part of her reality. And any change is like either going to need to be trusted by her because, you know, you've broken that trust over so many years or you're going to have to like reorient herself back to reality because you suddenly changed her reality. So like there's there's a lot of compassion and patience that we have to have doing dad work basically because it's changing things for our family. And even though it's for their good, even though it's going to benefit everyone, there's going to be a period where they're like, wow, you just rocked the boat a lot. And I'm pretty sure I fell in and she doesn't yet know that you can swim and that you're going to save them and you're going to build them an even bigger and better boat. So, um, yeah. So anyway, the actual logistical question of how long, I don't know what few weeks, few months. What do you think? Because like you said, this was like a 10-year period just about. Well, I don't even know. Like I'm trying to like – I'm trying I want to say it was like a – Place. I want to say it was like a three-week thing where you like really tested me in terms of like things that we were talking about. You would go way harder on the conflict side and I don't think you were like intentionally doing that. But it was like this need to trust – 
And if you can trust in the hardest things you can give to me, then you'll be able to relax and trust me in like the normal day to day stuff. So I feel like that lasted two or three weeks. Um, but again, this was like after obsessively, like you went, we were so obsessed with like fixing ourselves. I don't know if people operate on that level, but like I treated it like a full-time job. We were constantly talking about it. Every time we'd screw up, we'd have a, like a debrief and go, you know, my debriefs were mostly like, I'm an idiot. I hate myself. Everything's terrible. I'm sorry for this. I just can't do anything, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we'd go through this. So like, we were always talking about it. And if you're going through this kind of stuff, like that was for us, the baseline, the core baseline is that we just talked about everything, even if we were like shitting the bed on pretty much everything. So I don't know. Do you have anything else on that? Um, am I misremembering or do you remember other things? No, I think that would be pretty accurate. There was like a sort of pressure cooker phase there. Yeah. And then I, cause I, I can't specifically remember that, but I can very clearly remember like slightly after that, um, anything confrontational where like you did the thing and then I would just realize that I wasn't doing anything horrible in response to it. And then going like, oh, we can do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wait. Never having seen this before, we were like creating actual how you're supposed to be in conflict. And what was that thing that I was doing? Just as like a quick sidestep to give guys like some hope, because we talk about communication formulas, we talk about setting boundaries, we talk about holding space. Um, but what did you see in those moments of conflict that was easier to navigate? Um, I think it was probably the space holding because I, um, if I would get like super emotional and then, um, previously if i would get like super emotional and then that would overwhelm you and you would like um either like throw up walls to it or try to shut it down or whatever it was then that would just like build me up and then we would just be like because we're both like so smart we'd just like try and pick at each other and be like outsmarting each other while like throwing grenades or whatever um but then like you do like the space holding thing and be like yep okay and then i just be like I can't do anything anymore. It doesn't feel good to yell at you anymore because you're like, you could be angry, but you're being nice to me. Stop it. Like, I want to yell at you, but I can't anymore. There's nothing. There's no, there's no, um, there's no fuel. Mm. So. Oh yeah. That's a great, great way to put it. There's just no fuel when like holding space to me is like listening to understand and feeling everything you're feeling. Don't just like totally block it, but just affirm and empathize and be like, yeah, I hear you. You're really upset right now. Uh, I totally get it. Like, I would feel that way too. Um, do you want me to just listen? Is there anything I can do to help? I'm just going to be here for you. Totally understand. And not being like, well, no, I, you didn't do that. You didn't tell me that. Like, I did this because of whatever. And like defensiveness and blame shifting. Um, and just like, can I fix, how do I fix this? Because I need to go away because I was uncomfortable with your emotions. So like, that's the how and also a little bit of the why that particularly the discomfort of your emotions because there was a lot of people pleasing there's a lot of nice guy nature which is like i needed to have everyone around me in a good mood otherwise it was my fault and then i felt like a loser and a failure and all the rest of those kind of things so there was a little bit of that going on as well but then when it diffuses like that when it when it diffuses like that you end up realizing like you're the asshole because like you're you're still like you want to um like you want to fight you want to fight and then like oh maybe maybe i shouldn't be doing that why am i doing this like when you when you don't get the fuel it gives you more of an opportunity to look at how you're behaving and how you're doing that and the thing about this as well is that like we learned how to do like the space holding and the um uh communication like that with the kids before we learned how to do it with ourselves and 
It's pretty similar. Okay, so trust is going to take a while, but that makes sense. Those are some of the reasons behind it. Some of the reasons, some of the ways that you can make it easier is just to hold that space, listen, understand like why she's feeling that way, and then help to just be there for it, not give the um, the fire or not the fire, yeah. not give the gas. And if she has given you the opportunity and the space to prove yourself, to sort out your shit, hopefully you can do the same for her, even as she's coming at you with her like harpy daggers testing you to see like how strong you can hold it um because it, it took me it took me a while to like figure my stuff out and because i was doing it after you 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 had to wait as well you had to be patient for that all right we're back from conflict resolution with the children uh okay on one of the other questions we're just gonna rapid fire here we probably have a few minutes until everyone is um hungry. fed up and hungry uh managing chores and work i mean like I don't even know what the question here is. You go to work, I manage chores. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Couldn't say better than that. Uh, yeah. And then you... And then uh, I do all the ones that I can do to be extra hardcore. Yeah, I was going to then... say, when you're like being super extra and you do all this extra stuff and I say, you are the one who goes to work, why are you doing this? And you say, because I'm just that good. And I say, And then yes, you, you want are. to do more and then I want to do more. And everyone does more and we just like go uphill faster together. So like... Yeah. Yeah, and not in like a manic way either. Not in like a oh, no. I have to like out tour you where I have to outdo this. It's no, just if like you're paying attention to that. You you're... do you do so much, and then like I do so much, and then you do so much, and then we just like everything gets done more or less, and um we have a good time doing it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like... it. Anyway, not much more to go into <laughs> than that. All right, so we talk about this sometimes. I got a question from Jonathan. Uh, if you could talk about how dropping your expectations of her while you bossed up affected her that would be great um i love the bossed up phrase by the way i'm gonna use that from now on uh but i think the idea is basically like a lot of us as husbands uh we just have this like selfish mentality that if i do something for you i need something back in return tit for tat reciprocation uh like one for one you're keeping score and if you do something for your wife you kind of expect something back and that's just like it's not sexy and it's not intimate and it's not the way things work because you should be doing things to serve your wife because you're a good husband and that's what you do. Now, there's obviously this whole other side where, yeah, you desire to be close. You want her to want to do things for you. But when it comes to like figuring this stuff out and just serving sacrificially, you have to remove your so-called needs. They're not needs, they're desires from the equation. And so rather than me getting pissy, because like, oh, I really want sex and you're not giving to me. I'm just going to be mopey. I'd look at all this stuff I do. Why don't you do this for me? It's like, that's not attractive. It's not going to give me what I want. But I spend a lot of time doing that. And so when you drop expectations and just do the thing because it's the right thing to do and you have no more of that like mopey, whiny, sad baby, like has that been a good thing for you to experience? Would you suggest men do this? And then I guess there's like that, woman's side of thing with the expectations too this is a huge this is so heavily weighted on both sides i can't answer this effectively without like laying in on the women here because it's so so important to to hit it from both sides um so if you are giving what the expectation to receive that's not sacrificial at all that's not the thing that you're talking about right but how does um, that make you feel if i were to do things only to receive would that suck 
Uh, yeah. And if I were to do things only to receive, that would suck for you too. Yes, exactly. Okay. So that's like the, that's the basic question covered in terms of like, yeah, that sucks. So not doing that is actually good, but carry on. Um, but then I would have to say like your specific example is like, I've washed the dishes. Can we have sex now? Um, <laughs> the answer should be, yeah, of course. I love you. That's <laughs> awesome. But not because of that. Okay. Yeah. But the thing about, uh, the thing about that is that, uh, men have got to this point where they believe that the answer is always going to be no a hundred percent of the time. And their wives are laughing at them for even asking. And that, the wife has absolutely no uh there there's no expectation whatsoever for the wife to even entertain her husband's desires and she's got absolutely no desires whatsoever either because like she's got a hundred more problems that are more important than um intimacy and connection with the husband um i'm not the best person to talk about this uh there's some good resources on this uh, but I think wives should say yes more often. I think that, uh, if you, if, if, if your husband has like that deep desire for, uh, physical intimacy and connection, why don't you? And I know you have a lot of answers on that, but like, honestly, most of the time, probably just feeling lazy. And if you can say yes, am I going to get in trouble? No, but it's so much easier to say what you're saying when the husband's not a total piece of shit. And so, like, I want to make very sure that I'm first talking to the I husband who doesn't. I don't think this is a. I don't think this is a good thing because it's so so. I yeah no, it's too much wife stuff. This question is too much wife stuff. Um, well, no, it's not. It's literally most no, like men you can't put this have expectations. Here. Because this is not exactly what this is. This is just dropping expectations. I mean, what is he specifically talking about expectations here? Just like what what kind of expectations? Like I do something, therefore you give me something. Okay, because like I would just assume that would be like one thing because that's like the husband wife currency is dishes for sex, right? Like that's is that the that's that that's the expectations or is it because. For it's, most guys, yeah. Yeah, for most for for most most guys, then that's just the thing. Yeah, so guys want the results. They want to do all this work and then they want the results back, which is like, look at all this work I'm doing. Can you just like, you know, give me some love and know? Yeah, and there should not be a like transactional exchange there, but there should also not be wives laughing at their husbands for even trying. Right. And, and that, this is where you bring your wife into the conversation and you send happening. her the podcast and you tell her to listen to this because no, that's no, true. No, but I'm not the person to talk about this. Well, you are. <laughs> you are literally talking about it and it's work. So there you go. Why? But it's like, it's not, it's not because of, it's the exact same result, but it's not because of. You should want to reciprocate because you love each other and you want to serve each other, not because they did something for you. Is there, there's like a, there's a nuance here where the guys just get pissy because they're not getting any and you should be able to handle the burden of not getting any because that's not like the main issue here. The main issue is, are you leading your family well? Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a, a sacrificial thing on the wife's part to be like, 
I'm kind of tired, but like, I love you and I want to connect with you. And I can let go of being kind of tired because like, is that a real reason? Like, because the, the, the benefit of it is so much greater is like to have the intimacy and the connection and stuff rather than being like, um, you know, I lost fighting it. excuses. Yeah. Fighting excuses. And that doesn't mean like it always well, yeah, has to be. But like you wouldn't have been able to do that six years ago. There's no way you would have been able to no. do that six years ago. It took me manning up or bossing up in this case. Yes, it did. And I would love to there you give go. 100% other credit here. But the wife also has to do yes. her stuff. On the same track, at the same time, equally responsible to each other. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians 7 that talks about, you know, the wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to the husband and vice versa. So like this. You're going to get in trouble for this. No, it's truth. It is. It is, except that there is so much information out there, so much culture out there that says like a hundred different things, a hundred different reasons from a hundred different angles as to why that's wrong. So here's the thing. Uh, maybe I, I bet the reason that this feels clunky right now is because we're coming at it from different assumptions. My assumption is like totally broken marriage, no communication, no intimacy. Guy has been shitting the bed for a long time. Wife's like, man, if you only did something, that would be great. And she's probably got her own problems. But it always, for me, talking to the guys out there, has to start with you. You cannot force your wife to change, but you can lead her in that direction by your own actions and with loving her regardless, and then sometimes setting boundaries and leading the way. Now, that being said, in a perfect world, of course, everyone's like, Treating each other as they want to be treated. You're selflessly doing everything. You're thinking of others greater than yourself in all things. Therefore, you're giving your body to your wife. She's giving her body to you. You're loving each other. You're building each other up. And that like dual wheel spin ends up being like four wheel drive or I guess dual wheel spin. Anyway, you know what I mean? It's like you can go farther together because you're both on the same track. You both have like this loving, open heart. Your souls are open. But when you're so bogged down by crap, when you're so in the culture, when you're so in your head, when you're so hurt, like we were, I think you got to start by being the guy who just does the right thing for the right reason and dropping all expectations of reciprocation until such point as you are like the man. And then you can start to bring her around as well. And then as always, her sin, her issues are always her responsibility, but you can't lead with tit for tat. I think that's like, nuanced i think you get the same result but i think it starts with not expecting tit for tat because a lot of guys are just in that so this is the same answer it's it's more or less the same answer to the last question which is like why are you why are you fixing yourself are you fixing yourself so you can be the best individual person or are you fixing yourself so that the relationships in your life and the most important number one relationships in your life get better if you're doing it so that you can be cool <laughs> i don't know <laughs> look at how good i am at yeah fixing myself. exactly but then if you're doing it if you're if you're if you're making these changes because the goal is our family's better our marriage is better if you are dropping your expectations and serving sacrificially because the intent is not so that you come off as a better person but you improve your marriage and your family and then she's doing it if if the if the intent is not selfish yeah that just gets lost though because you're hurting so badly and there's a hundred things that you have to fix and then it's just like 
I, you can't think like that unless you're in it. But then again, maybe you just never heard that that's how it's supposed to work. Cause nobody told me that we like happened across this somehow, you know, like nobody told us this is how it's supposed to work. So if this is the first time you're hearing this, this actually works. It's worked for us. Um, worked for a lot of guys that we work with. So, um, yeah. And I guess like the selfishness that comes into this question is, are you literally just trying to get laid? Because if you're like, oh man, how do I get laid? Okay, maybe she wants me to be different. Like that is selfish. And that is not, I want to be the best for my wife and kids and like the generations to come. So don't be selfish. I think that's probably an extremely convoluted conversation, but also perhaps there's some stuff in there as well. Um, all right. Is there anything that let's say I'm like 10 steps ahead like you were feeling, mm -hmm. how could I have helped you through the period of my major transformation? Was there anything I could have done or did you appreciate what I did do? Is it just time? How can we help our wives through periods where we're growing and they're like, what's going on? Um, consistency. Um, continuing to do the thing that you were going to do. And I don't mean you have to do everything perfect all the time. Um, and always, always, always get it right. But like generally just being consistent with the thing that you said that you were going to do and doing it. The it, 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 I think it depends on like how the wife wants to be loved. But to have that affirmation, like they, yeah, I'm doing this and things are getting better. But like I'm doing this for for me, but also like for us. Um, so my intent here isn't to like, uh, fix everything and then ditch you. My intent is because I want our marriage and I want our family. Um, so like there's the affirmation there, um, and like loving your wife in the way that she wants to be loved. If you can like be more loving or be more affirming. I, I, I hope that this lady can see the work that is happening, um, and is then able to painfully let go of the ego that has been keeping her safe this whole time because that's that's really hard if you've been the wife who's been doing all of the work and keeping everything together and then your husband suddenly shows up and is like actually no i'm here now i can do this you're like excuse me i'm completely exhausted and losing my hair and um i'm yeah like angry at you because i've done everything um it's really really hard to let go um, I don't necessarily feel like, I don't feel like that was our experience. I did not feel like I was driving the boat at any point. I feel like you were just. <laughs> I was a drunk pilot well, I know, ramming like, people and killing all the. Yeah, passengers. I was just thinking we were like driving a garbage truck that was on fire or something like that. <laughs> but you were always driving. It was just like. Yes. Um, I was, yeah. I was drink driving the family vehicle. Yeah. So, but I don't feel like. I had that particular experience, but I think that it would probably be very overwhelming and scary to experience that and then have to um, get to the point where you have to let go. Like you have to let someone else take the lead. And um, that's really scary if that's been keeping you safe this whole time. All right. Thanks for listening. You guys can find me at dadwork.kurt on Instagram. You can join our free 10-day Elite Dad Challenge at dad.work slash challenge and uh, make sure to subscribe and leave a review because that is the best way for this to get in the more ears of more fathers. And guys, that is going to literally, I hope, save the world because the more fathers we impact, the more children we impact, the more families we impact, the more they have children 20, 40 years from now and they have different families and different lives than we have and it all could start because you left a review 
and the algorithm picked it up and gave it to another man. So leave a review, leave a rating on Spotify, go to Apple, leave a review. That's it. We'll see you here next week. Thank you for listening to the Dad Work Podcast. That's it for this episode. But if you would like to stay in touch between weekly episodes, why don't you go over to Instagram and follow me there? Because I drop a number of things throughout the week that are related to what we talk about on this podcast, but usually go a little bit deeper, provide some tips. You can find me on Instagram at dadwork.curt. That's D-A-D-W-O-R-K dot C-U-R-T. And please, if you have been getting something out of this podcast, if it has touched you, if it has improved your marriage, your parenting, or your life, would you please leave a quick review on Apple or Spotify? Leave a rating. If you have a few extra seconds, leave a quick review. That's the best way that we can get this work in the hands of more fathers. And I truly believe that we change the world one father at a time because each father that parents better, that loves better, raises children who do the same. And in just a couple of generations, I feel like we could be living in a world much better than the one we live in today. Your review will help along that path. And I thank you so much for being here to listen. Until next week, we'll see you then.